Hey, it's Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Redefined Church Podcast. I'm so glad that you're taking part of your day to join us. I hope this message challenges you. I hope that it inspires you. But more importantly, I hope that it helps you grow spiritually. If you want to be a part of what we're doing here at Redefined Church, you can always support us by going to liveredefined.com forward slash give. I hope you enjoy today's message. Month, I've been really on a roller coaster of emotion, uh, highs and lows, uh, a lot going on, you know, being a startup church uh, and, and kind of being dismissed from your location and having to build uh, an online platform, if you will. Um, and there's a lot that goes into that. And so we've got a great team and I just believe the opportunity in front of us is great. And I believe where we're going as a church is going to be even better. Um, I'm so encouraged right now for the direction and for our next steps, especially as we move into July. And so um, on that roller coaster, um, and I've even been on a roller coaster here. I've had some struggles with um, with family and friends on, on my stance and how I believe and what I value. And so I just want to share with you, I found some, in, uh, some encouragement Thursday in my chair time with... Uh, it's my boy, Oscar. Thursday in my chair time in Proverbs 11.11. And so uh, what's unique about Proverbs 11.11 is um, this is the scripture that God put on our hearts in March of 2017. It's the first scripture that, um, that was revealed to her and me at the same time on the same day where we came to talk to each other and both said, I believe this is what God is saying to us for our city. And so here's what Proverbs 11, 11 says. It says, a city becomes great and prospers well when good people use their influence to do what is right. But it says, a city is brought to ruin by the words of the wicked and their moral decay drives it downhill. This is true in our community. It's true in our city. It's also true in our country. It's true for our country. But this morning, do not be afraid of that second half. Even though you see ruin happening around, you see the moral decay of people, um, man, really tearing apart uh, things that have lasted or stood for a long, long time. Don't be afraid. Don't be confused. In all of this, you can stand on uh, 1 Corinthians 14.33. There's three different versions I'm going to share with you of this, but it says, it says this, God is not a God of disorder, but a God of peace. This next version of 1433 says, He doesn't play any part in chaos, but He leads with peace. And the last one you know, 1 Corinthians 1433, God is not the author of confusion. He's the author of peace. Do not be confused this morning. Do not be afraid. I say don't be afraid or don't be confused because the lack of communication and all of the chaos has everything running together. It's creating mass confusion and uncertainty for everyone. Right. And so there's no communication, but just more and more and more. And so we don't know uh, which of these movements is real and, and not what is the agenda. You don't know any of that. All you just keep seeing is more. And it's just it just seems to be piling on. Right. Matthew 5, 9 says this. It says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons and daughters of God. Blessed, blessed are the peacemakers. Well, the first Corinthians 14, 33, God's not the author of confusion, but the author of peace and, and the spirit of God lives in you. Then you are also, you're also the author of peace. And so blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons and daughters of God. 
What you need to stand in this morning is that you're not responsible for the actions of others, uh, nor do you represent what other people represent, even if you believe in the same thing they believe. I believe in a lot of the same things that people around our country believe, but my actions are not following uh, what they're doing. And so what you need to focus on this morning is you do you. What's most important to you is your faith, is your relationship with God. Stay rooted in that. If you remember the House of Faith series we did, remain in me and I'll remain in you. You stay rooted. You stay connected to God and he's going to cover you. What do I mean by the agendas and all these other things right now? And so you have COVID-19, which was nearly forgotten, right? It's nearly forgotten. What took place? Uh, the George Floyd murder. Man, set aside all of, the, all of the external things that are happening. It was murder. It was police brutality. It was wrong. It was wrong. So you have that that leads to protests and riots. A protest happens with civil rights leaders. It is led with peace. Typically happens during the day, right? Riots are led with chaos by several people. They normally happen at night. Things that happen in the day, normally done with peace. God's in that. Riots and protests are not the same thing, okay? The Black Lives Matter movement versus those standing for equality versus those against racism. Then you have this Antifa organization that's all of a sudden popped up, which I don't know anything enough about to talk about. You have police brutality. You have defunding the police and you have religious discrimination. We have no communication in all of this chaos. And so what we've done is as a country or as the media, we've just lumped all this into the same pot. And we've, we just share it and we just push it out to you and we say, you figure it out. You decide, well, I stand for equality. I stand for unity. I stand for, I stand against racism. I think it's a bull. Um, I don't stand for riots. Uh, I have not protested yet because you can't trust a protest right now because they're not very peaceful, right? And so you, you see all of this happening and it's like, oh my gosh, and what we just need to understand is just step back for a second and realize these are all different issues. They're all different movements. They're all different agendas. And they're being lumped into the same, into the same pot. And so it creates, it creates some chaos. It creates some uncertainty. It creates some fear. And it's dang sure creating a lot of confusion. And even with all that, so now we're going to mix in a slight return of COVID-19 in some states just to stir the pot a little bit. Okay. Now, it's okay to have your theory. I don't have a theory, okay, because I'm just staying rooted in my relationship. I just have to trust God, right? You can have your theory, you can have your opinion, and you can even take your side. I'm not one to take sides. I believe when you take a side, you are at a disadvantage. Who do, who do we stand with? God. Who do we believe in? The Son of God, Jesus. Who are we? We're believers. We stand firm in our faith and we love all people, regardless of what side they stand on, right? Remember a few weeks ago, I said the right wing and the left wing are attached by the same body. Man, when we realize that body is the church. When we realize that body is the church, man, man, that's it. The right wing and the left wing are attached to the same body. And so then having your side is okay. But what I want to encourage you to do is be slow to speak. Be very slow to speak. Young people, listen first. 
Today, a lot of our young people are listening with their eyes. They don't listen with their ears. They see and respond. They don't hear anything right now. And that's not a judgment. That's just reality. It's media, man. It's media. It's, it's what's being given to you. And so it's real, real easy to double tap a picture as opposed to reading a post, right? And so then be slow. Listen, do your research. Think first. I know it seems like common sense, but again, there's a, bu- there's a bunch of stuff that just wants to get your attention and get you to pick a side. And I'm just telling you in all this, you don't have to pick a side. You don't have to be part of anything. You can relax in who you are and you can stand firm in your faith. Everybody stand firm. Why? It's two scriptures that really stood out to me in putting this together. It's Proverbs 13, 3. It says, those who guard their lips preserve their lives. But those who speak rashly will come to ruin. Enough said. Proverbs ten fourteen. Wise people store up knowledge, but the mouth of a fool brings ruin. Both of those scriptures, 13, 3 and 10, 14, end with ruin when we, when we act before we speak or we, before we think, when we speak before we think. And so uh, what's crazy is I have some friends in Alabama who lost their church this week because their uh, lead or founding pastor liked a few tweets on uh, social media. Now, that's heartbreaking. It's not going to stand because it's religious discrimination. Okay, It's not going to stand. So they'll get their church or churches back. Uh, They're going to get everything back that is being taken from them by the state of Alabama. But what this action did is it struck fear into hundreds if not thousands of churches and pastors across our country. And so if you remember um, our Mother's Day message, we identified that the church was the solution, was the solution. We challenged churches and pastors from all over the country to take a stand and do what is right, to do what is right. And so we believe the church is the solution to the issues we're facing today in America. And after the attack on this pastor, And this church, who just happens to be responsible for hundreds of churches across our country, I believe, you better believe, this is only confirmation that the church is the solution, that our values and what we're rooted in, that our beliefs are the solution, that how we move forward together as a body of faith, we might be the only organization left in the country that is united. Okay, And so it's going to be up to us. And so we're on the right track. We're on the right track. Stand firm. So I want to say this to all the churches, pastors, church leaders who are watching, who are following us, stand firm to every believer in Jesus. Do not be timid. What's timid mean? Timid means to show a lack of courage or confidence. Timid means you are easily frightened. What is, what is the media, why, why does the media want you to be timid? Because if you're timid, you stand down. Stand down. Ooh. If you're rooted in a relationship with God, though, this is all the more reason to stand firm. To stand firm. The media knows what happens when they share what they share. And so then, without knowing it, it's easy to take a back seat and become fearful. Today, the goal, the message is to stand firm. Your action step is to stand firm, and hopefully these scriptures are helping you. Remember 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, For the Spirit of God does not make us timid. It does not make us fearful. For the Spirit of God, the Spirit that God gave us, does not make us timid. It does not make us fearful. But it gives us power, love, self-control, 
and a sound mind. Ooh, sound mind. It sounds like peace to me. Now I love, I love to stand right there. That's where I need to be standing right now. And so fear seems to have our community, our city, our country has a lot of people paralyzed. The things we fear make no sense, right? It's easy to get caught up in. It's easy to struggle with those things, but it gets us nowhere. It gets you nowhere and it's no good for you. In Proverbs 3, 5, just like we're talking about standing firm, it says 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Chaos. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, lean on him and he will make your paths straight. He will make your path straight. So let's transition. Let's identify and recognize what's really happening here. What is really the root of all of this? And sometimes, guys, you just have to call a spade a spade, right? It is what it is. You've heard that before. First Peter 5, 8 says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, yep, you got an enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion ready to devour, ready to devour. The significance of roaring is this. You ever been part of a, uh, a team who comes out and before the game starts, you just jump around and make a bunch of noise? That's what a roaring lion does. It's just a bunch of noise that has zero impact. What I want to know is at the end of the fight, who's still making that noise? I know how our story ends, right? Victory. Victory. And so it doesn't really do any good to come out in pregame or start the first quarter hooping and hollering, talking a bunch of trash, making a bunch of noise. That's what a roaring lion does. Lion's very freaking scary, right? Super scary. Lion roars. It might make you pee your pants. Seriously. However, it's just noise. It's just noise. Okay. Just noise, zero impact. Just because that lion roared doesn't mean he just bit your arm off, right? Doesn't mean anything. He roared. Your enemy prowls around like a roaring lion ready to devour. A roar, a bunch of noise makes zero impact. And so then the first question I'm asking you today is how is everything that's happening right now in our country really affecting you? How's the media affecting you? in your job, in your living situation, on your path to work, in your spiritual life, in your emotional life, your emotional health, <laughs> your emotional life, your physical health. And the answer is it's doing what you let it. That noise is doing what we allow. I'm guilty. Okay. It's only doing what we allow. And so when you see something or somebody says, have you seen this? Have you heard this? Did you catch that? Two, you have two options. You can go all in hungry for more, which is what the media, social media, news outlets, it's what they want you to do. Or you can say, man, how's this going to affect me? Do I have the space for this? What's this going to cost me? What's this going to cost me spiritually? What's this going to cost me emotionally? Can I stand to carry one more piece of bad news? Can I, hit, can I really put it on my back and carry it? And if you'll ask yourself that question, you'll say, not right now, not right now. Because in my life, in my life, I don't have capacity. I don't have the space for it. And so then to get real, there's, there's, there's a God, there's a heaven, there's a devil, there's a hell. And the devil who 1 Peter 5, 8 says he's your enemy, right? He's our enemy. 
Um, he's been dealing and disrupting the human race with two things throughout the history of the world, throughout our existence as human beings. He deals in fear and offense. He uses fear and offense, fear and offense. If anybody starts to gain some traction, move forward, strike a little fear, just throw in a little offense there. What are you saying? Fear, COVID-19, fear. Think God sent COVID-19? No, God's the author of life. God is the author of life. God is not in the business of dealing plagues, right? And so we're talking about a New Testament God who sent his son Jesus to save you. And so then, fear, COVID-19, offense. What's the biggest thing offending people right now? Racism, racism, fear, and offense. And what you need to know is the devil hates people, all people, the human race, even those he uses. He hates your guts. He hates my guts, right? He doesn't want to see us succeed. He wants our hearts to be troubled. He wants us to be full of fear. He wants to distract you. He wants to waste your life. Because if he can get you to cozy up in the corner of your house in the fetal position, you're not a threat. That's just reality, okay? If he can get you to hide inside your house and just stay there and don't do anything and not stand firm, but to stand down, if he can get you to stand down, he wins. And all he's doing is prowling like a roaring lion, right? John 14, 1 says, do not let your heart be troubled, but believe in me. But believe in me. Who? Jesus, God. Now let's look at the other side. We understand what the devil does, who he is. God loves you with everything he has, so much so he gave a human life for yours. He gave a human life for yours. John 10, 10 says the enemy comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy, right? But Jesus came so that you can have life and have it abundantly. John 10 is the story of the good shepherd. This week, if you want something to read on and you want to see who Jesus is, read John 10. Man, such a good story. So the knowing, knowing what the enemy's agenda is and what God's agenda is, stand firm. Stand firm. Stop letting the media waste your time. Stop letting the devil trouble your heart. Stop letting the devil trouble your heart. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. That's for sure. So don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. John 16, 33 says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you that in me, God's Spirit's in you, remain in me, and I remain in you. That in me, you may have peace in the world, okay? You may have peace. In the world, you will have doubts, you will have fears, you will have trials, there will be confusion. But be of good cheer. Be of good cheer this morning. Be of good cheer this week. Because John 16, 33 says, I have overcome the world. Again, we know the end of the story. Stand firm. Number 6, 24 through 26 says, The Lord bless you. This is the blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you. The Lord be gracious to you and lift up His countenance upon you. Turn His face towards you and give you peace. Depending on the version of number 6, 24 through 26, that's what it says. Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine on you. 
may be gracious to you. He turns his face towards you. He sees you, right? And he gives you peace. And so this morning, we're going to take another moment to sit in that peace, to turn all the other trash off right now, good or bad. Even if you follow like Cold Stone Creamer and you love looking at those pictures of ice cream, we're going to turn all the happy, all the sad, all the good, all the bad off right now. And we're just going to set on number six, 24 through 26. And so let's do that together. Lord, thank you for your promises. Thank you that they're real, they're true, Lord, that we live in them. Today we, we accept what you've done for us. We accept your love, your grace, Lord, your mercy. We accept your peace, Father. Thank you, Lord, for making your face shine upon us. Lord, for your graciousness to us. Lord, for keeping us, for blessing us. Lord, for giving us peace. We are grateful today. I ask, Lord, that you would help all of us to rest in this, not just today, but tonight, not just tonight, but tomorrow morning. And tomorrow morning through the day and through this week, Lord, that we would look back to number 6, 24 through, 30, through 26, and say, that's my God. That's the God who covers me, who protects me. That's the God who set me high upon a rock. That's the God who goes before me. That's the God who gives me peace. That's the God that I'm in relationship with. That's the God that I trust. That's the God that I believe. Help us all, Lord, to do that this week as we move forward. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. And so uh, last May, I, uh, I, I went through Matthew and I wrote down a list of things and, and I really didn't know what I was writing them for, but I wrote them on my whiteboard and, and we moved last July. And so that list made it on my whiteboard through the move. And I just hung that whiteboard, uh, down in the basement two months ago. And here's what that white, here's what that whiteboard says. And it's really the difference between God and the devil. And it's more than good and evil. It's more than heaven and hell. It's more than light and dark, Right. It's positive and negative. It's truth and lies. It's happy. It's sad. It's understanding. It's jealousy. Here's a good one. It's the difference between generosity and envy. Love and hate. Honesty and corruption. Confidence and uncertainty, peace, and confusion. I want to bring the message home today. And so as I wrote this, um, I didn't know. Um, I didn't know what it was for. Earlier this week, I was listening to some stuff Denzel Washington was saying. Uh, this guy's one of my favorite actors of all time. Um, the fact that I say boom, that's where I get my boom from. When I say boom, that's Denzel Washington, okay? And he simply said this, he said, if you want to solve the problem, if you want to solve the issues in our country today, it starts in the home. A lot of people have this perspective. It starts in the home, right? And what he's talking about, you might even know that he's referencing scripture, but what God says about this is found in Matthew 7, 24 through 27, and it says this, it's talking about building your house upon the rock. If you have your Bible, you're taking notes, just write this down. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on the house. 
but it did not fall because it was founded on the rock. Verse 26 says, and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not, and does not believe in them, does not do them, they do not become part of their life, is like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell, and it fell. It says, great, great was the fall of it. The rock is God. It's biblical values from the Bible. The rock is solid. You can trust it. It's very firm. The sand is very representative of our enemy, the devil. It's insignificant. It's uncertain. Okay. Probably rooted in a lot of what's happening in the media. And it's always changing. It's always changing. And so the rock we look to as building on the rock, which is building with God out of relationship, those values from the Bible. It's solid. You can trust it. When you build on the sand, there's uncertainty. It's always changing. You're not even sure about your next step. Constant, constantly living in reaction mode. And so today I want to help you identify two things, two things. One, what are the things that you're trying to eliminate or do not want in your life? And I just want to go back to our list and I want to go down the, um, or, or column, however you want to say it. And I want to, I want to show some things to you. What are the things you're trying to eliminate or do not want in your life? Negativity, darkness, evil, corruption, sadness, lies, jealousy, envy, hate, confusion, uncertainty. These are things you don't want in your life that we don't want in our community, that we don't want in our city, and that we don't want in our country, right? What you need to understand is all of these the devil wants for you. The enemy wants for you. The second thing is, what are the things that you want in your life? What do you want in your life? Let's go to the left side of the column or the left side of the list. Good, positive, heavenly, truthful, happiness, understanding, Generosity, love, honesty, confidence, peace. All of these God wants for you. This is how you build your house upon the rock. Rock, sand. And we're going to be talking about building your house upon the rock next week. I close with this. We started this series with two anchors. James 1, 2 through 4, and Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. Here's what James 1, 2 through 4 says. Brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For when the way is rough, your patience has a chance to grow. Glory, right? So let it grow, and don't try to squirm out of your problems. For when your patience is finally in full bloom, then you will be ready for anything. Strong in character, full and complete. Complete. Lacking nothing. Ephesians 4, 11 to 13 says, Christ gave us all unique gifts so we, the church, could build the body, the body of believers, us, people, we, right? Unity. It says this, it says, this will continue until we are united by our faith and by our understanding of the Son of God. Then we will be mature, 
just as Jesus Christ is, and we will become completely like him, or we will be completely like him. That said, if God is for you, what do you have to fear? If God is for you, what do you have to fear? In Luke 10, 19, we're told this, that we have been given the authority to be overcome all power of the enemy and nothing and nothing will harm us. So as you ask yourself the question, what is all of this doing to me? It's doing what you let it. It's doing what you let it because you've been given the authority to overcome all power of the enemy. And what you need to understand today is you have God's authority because you have God's spirit. And if you have God's spirit in you, then nothing can be against you. Nothing can be against you. One word from God, one word with God changes everything. God's authority changes everything. And you have that today. Heaven will prevail. God is for you. God is for you. We're going to pray and close with worship. And as we pray, I just want to encourage you. Stand firm. Be strong. Stand firm. Be courageous and of good cheer. Remember, God's overcame the world. You know the end of the story. Use your authority. Be who God's called you to be. Even if you don't even understand what values are yet, you have the faith. And it takes the faith this big to make a worldwide difference. And you have that. Be confident in it today. We're going to close with a song that's called Authority. It's my absolute favorite song right now. And I think it's for this season and time. It's for believers to stand on. And so I would just encourage you to take the next five minutes and listen and let this fuel your day and your week and the rest of your month and your summer as we move forward as a community, as a church, as a city, and as a country. We will be the example. We will lead the way of what it means to do the right thing, both with people and things, because God sent his son to unite everybody. Well, hey, thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope that it challenged you and that you'll take steps this week to have a greater faith and to go deeper in your relationship with God. If you want to know more about what's happening here at Redefine Church, you can visit us online at liveredefine.com. Follow us on social media at Redefine Church or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.